on the count of podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the I Hate Critics 1993 podcast. I am professional film critic Sean Patrick. With me is Amy. Hello. And MJ. Hello. Uh, find us on wherever you search I Hate Critics on social media. <laughs> I'm not Bob. You're not Bob. I, I can't do what Bob does. Oh, um, I'm not Bob either, by the way. No, <laughs> We've confused the two a few times. You're, you're, you're MJ. Yeah, that's yes. right. Good, good. That, that's who I want to be right now. Check back tomorrow. You never know. I've got school tomorrow, so... Tomorrow is Maybe Bob. I could be Bob. In my heart, you're Bob. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Amy, uh, our presenting sponsor is the Pontiac Fiero. The white people of cars. Oh, <laughs> my. Wow. <laughs> Look, if anyone would understand what we three just endured, <laughs> you'd understand why I'm working with a very small collection of jokes today. <laughs> we, we saw no people of color in this movie. Nope. Not nope. at all. Not at all. Not one. There's so many elderly white miles. men. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. All elderly white men and then the one girl. Yeah. So, uh, I was looking over the Academy Awards list for movies from 1993 to see where we stood in terms of having seen any of the movies of that were nominated for Oscars. And it turns out, thus far of 1993, we've seen hardly anything of the movies that have been nominated for an Academy Award. Right. Out of 1993, and I'm like, I started thinking, well, we we need to catch up. So, what happened? What can we watch that uh, would make sense? And I chose the remains of the day. To be clear, you chose remains of the day. We chose. We would like to clarify that. We would like to clarify that. Oh, what did you choose exactly? I didn't. I didn't have a choice. You shoved this one down our throats. (laughs) You was, said it was the only option. It's the said, only option. I said it was this or the cancer movie. And then I said, yeah, probably not the cancer movie. Because <laughs> I don't want to cry. Although I do think that it probably would have been a lot more lighthearted compared to this fucking movie. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Right? I mean. My life with Michael Keaton and Nicole Kidman. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Where, uh, Wherein Michael Keaton is dying of cancer and leaves behind a series of videos for his child to watch throughout their life after he's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of humor and hilarity. <laughs> Just a barrel of laughs. Probably, we're can't, probably can't make jokes to that. Let's watch the remains of the day. <laughs> oh my god. The boredom of this film. I'm, I was reminded of why, when I saw Mr. and Mrs. Bridge yeah. with Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. <laughs> like that movie is the essence of boredom until this movie came is along. It really? Oh, yeah. Just like watching a plank of wood oh, my just drift. That movie is just, just Paul Newman just being... Uh, just being his bo- just being like really reserved, like he's this reserved southern gentleman who's just watching the world change around him. He's unhappy about it, but he's also so... So polite that he doesn't say that he's unhappy about it. God, that could be like falling down. <laughs> what do you think? Like he just gets out of his buggy one day and just starts shooting people up. I assume they rode they rode buggies in that movie. How old was that movie, Mr. <laughs> I just, Mrs. Beach? I remember. Okay. <laughs> I have no memory. Easily yeah. Uh... Wow. Okay. <laughs> this movie is so boring. <laughs> it is it is full boredom. So what so did boring. anyone what did anyone see in this movie? 
that they were like, you know what? This movie's incredible. All of that understated emotion that they have. <laughs> I don't think we watched the same movie. <laughs> no. I, you know what? Okay. Let, let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. This, I mean, it's a fantastic cast. Mm-hmm. Brilliant actors and actresses in this film. Um, or you could just say actors. All <laughs> yeah, across the board. Really. Yeah. And uh, again, like Emma Thompson's one of my favorite people that ever actored the actoring. And I I didn't understand what her role really was in this movie. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand what her role is in this movie. <laughs> Unclear. Aside from her just getting her heart just shattered and yeah. shat upon and, you know. It was? Well, yeah. I mean, and she's then... barely in the first half of the movie. Although yeah. the movie is telling us that they're telling this like love story between her and Anthony Hopkins, they have like the chemistry of a father and daughter. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. do they even have that <laughs> even though? <laughs> I think that's pushing it. I think they're coworkers across, like across the cubicles. Like that's like my loins weren't set on fire when I watched them in the same scene together. If that <sighs> if that helps, no, there was, that it probably was, helped. It was an arid <laughs> desert. <laughs> Just like my womb. <laughs> and this movie is my womb. It's very oh, boring it's and nothing can happen extraordinarily there. Extraordinarily <laughs> dry. And it goes on for days. Days. It, it's still, actually, it's still on in my room. We, we, we just like, we're just going to let it roll. We just turned it off. Oh, all right. Turned should... off the whole TV. <laughs> we had to. Because I felt like it was going to start on its own again. It would. It, <laughs> it would. would. It this movie has to. so much spite for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pause for just a moment. I believe, I, I, I'm not sure if I'm able to play this or not, but I'm going to play it anyway. Okay. Because it's so appropriate. Let me see if I can play this for, for the whole class. <laughs> the whole class. Oh, yes. The whole class needs to hear it. <laughs> Everyone needs to hear because I've got, I, I pulled up a, a an illustrative an illustrative clip that that should be uh, part of our conversation here. I believe I'm ready. Oh boy, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh no. Hmm. Not working. Just one moment, please. I have to edit this. Oh. You, you, oh, yeah. Amy, do you want to edit this? You know, I don't know how to use computers. Oh, my God. Computer? What's a computer? Computer. Computer. So this is going to kind of give everybody a good sense of uh, of what we were dealing with today, I think. This is the really... <laughs> so, but, but I, I, we've got known in Britain for making the smaller films. Smaller, you know... Recently, we've been pulling out of that into the more train-spotting area, but the smaller films, the kind of, you know, room with a view with a staircase and a pond type movie. <laughs> films are very fine acting, but the drama is rather sort of subsumed and subsumed, or a word like that. Um, <laughs> Sub-something, you know, just, just sort of folded in, and everything's people opening doors. Oh, I'm... Oh. What? <laughs> well, I... Oh. What is it, Sebastian? I'm arranging matches. <laughs> well, I, I thought you... I'd better go. Because <laughs> I think you better have. 
<laughs> and you can't eat popcorn to that. You're going... <laughs> Whereas if the film did any little bit of business in America, it's like, it's like if the film did, you know, some decent bit of business, then Hollywood would take it and they'd remake it and they'd up the budget by 50 million and it would be called The Room with a View of Hell. <laughs> Staircase of Satan. <laughs> Pond of Death. <laughs> and have people open the door going, You're fucking in here all the time. All the time you're in there to fucking matches. In there to fucking matches. You're fucking learning and fucking acting. You don't talk to me that way. You don't talk to me that way. You fuck my wife. 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 I am your wife. That doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. I say again, you fuck my wife. All right, yes, I fucked your wife. I am your wife and I fucked her. Matches I can't get out. I'm gonna drive around town and put babies on spikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, remember the babies on spikes, man? I do love that. Eddie is our that's, that's just excellent. like the perfect approximation of this movie. It's so true. People opening doors and going, Oh, yes, hello. You know, I think uh, he, he nailed it when he was talking about, you know, you can't eat popcorn to this. <laughs> Even though I did have a few servings of bean dip and taco shells, it's because I was very hungry. But normally, I probably, I, like, we, we even took a nap before this movie because we were <laughs> afraid we were going to fall asleep during it. <laughs> and we were right. I mean, like, when we didn't, yeah. we didn't fall asleep. Everybody stayed it. awake. It was a nap. Right. <laughs> I would have fallen asleep without the nap. I hope you all know. I... <laughs> Fuzzy, tell everybody I what you were tired. doing. Tell everybody what you were doing. I was watching videos of people cleaning pools. <laughs> We didn't know that right away. <laughs> God damn it. Um, should we get to explaining what this movie is about? <laughs> as soon oh, as you yes. know what this is about, Look. you can tell me. Now, there's some World War II intrigue going on. Like uh, the Mr. Darlington, the uh, the owner of the manor, mm-hmm. the castle, whatever the fuck it is. It's a manor. It's manor a manor. house. Uh, he, he's collaborating with the Nazis in the wake of... Uh, in the, ahead of World War II, uh, trying to smooth things out and help Germany and then help the Nazis once the war starts. And he's going to get his comeuppance because, you know, you don't work with the Nazis in movies. It's bad. Yeah, he's a Nazi sympathizer. And his comeuppance is that some at some indetermined point in history, he, he dies a broken, sad individual. And we all clap. <laughs> um, that sounds dramatic, uh, but you you don't actually see that in the movie. You're told about that, and you so have many, to be told like, about it. All the shit that happens in this movie, you're just fucking told about it. Like Emma Emma Thompson goes off with a with a guy, and they're gonna start an in together and have children, and you don't see any of that. But you get, but you get told later on in the movie that she has a grandchild. You know, if I watched every movie where they just told me what the movie was about, <laughs> just. Don't don't let me think about it. Just tell me about it. Um, I, I, I do want to say this because yeah. I did find this and maybe this might clear some things up for all three of us. Oh, I doubt it. Amy's going to clear it up here. Um, so there was a reviewer who uh, said that remains of the day may be seen to be about Stephen's attempt to grapple with his unreliable memories and interpretations and the havoc that his dishonesty has played in his life. 
Uh, in particular, she suggests that Remains challenges scholarly accounts of the unreliable narrator. Okay, fine. Okay. Um, Wall notes that the ironic effect of Mr. Stevens' narration depends on the readers assuming that he describes events reliably while interpreting those events in a self-serving or, or peculiar way. So there's that. That's, then, that's the book. You're talking about the book. Okay. It's not the way that... This is talking about the movie. I'm looking at the movie. <laughs> According to Stephen Connor, Remains thematicizes the idea of English national identity. In Mr. Stevens' view, the qualities of the best butlers, which involve restraining personal emotions in favor of keeping up appearances, are identified as essentially English. Which... Okay, I, as a fan of the show Upstairs, Downstairs, as a fan of the show Downton Abbey, you see the butlers in those TV shows, they take their job very, very seriously. And, of course, Anthony Hopkins' character does that. He's very, very tight. Mm -hmm. Having said that, um, he was so tight that you couldn't relate to his character at all. You didn't know how to relate to his character. He was like a fucking robot. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Until was... you mentioned that he's supposed to be unreliable. I had no idea he's yeah, supposed right? to be unreliable. Because, oh, I mean, I, I, we were all taking it like he was the end-all, be-all of butlering. Yeah. <laughs> his daddy butlered. His daddy's daddy butlered. <laughs> it's buttled. It's, it's buttled. <laughs> you have to stop saying that. That's not true. <laughs> My daddy buttled. My granddaddy battled. Buttle, buttle. All my family. <laughs> but how did all those generations manage to have children without ever having sex? Well, that's because <laughs> clearly butlers have no have no emotions or families, and you're not allowed to have gentleman callers. Are you allowed to have uh, non gentleman? Are you have female callers? What are uh, <laughs> what are they? Called? You really you... have been allowed to have a female caller. <laughs> that's that's my question. Well. That would have certainly made this movie interesting. <laughs> I mean, of course, like if you watched out Nabby and, and it wasn't uncommon for the butler and the, the, the head housekeeper to have a relationship to get together because it, 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 it they, they both take such great care of the, of the manor. Mm -hmm. Then it's okay. If it's, if it's okayed by the owner that they could, they could get married. But outside of that, no, you're pretty much fucked. I mean, I could see, because then you wouldn't ever have to leave, because you wouldn't have to, like, you were already married to somebody there, you right. wouldn't have to leave your job. <laughs> really, like, they, they should encourage fraternizing. Yeah, but, oh, you know, what if they all had the same last name, Smith? It's like, oh, that's so great, I don't even have to change my name, we get married, then they find out that they're brother and sister. <laughs> like, it's England, dude. Back in the day. Like, <laughs> I made a joke about Mr. and Mrs. Bridge yeah? before. That was also directed by this same director. By Mike Nichols? <laughs> Mike Nichols! What the fuck, dude? I don't know, man. Uh, oh, no, sorry, James Ivory. Sorry, oh. different director. Oh, so like one half of Merchant Ivory. Who? Yeah, one of the producers of this film. Right. So they're, they're the same producers. Yeah, Merchant Ivory, there was a joke, and actually... There was, like, Merchant Ivory, like, in my childhood, was like the definition of homework as a movie. Like, I, if you're going to watch... That's true. Like, it's just that you saw the Merchant Ivory as a child, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I, I would recommend anybody to go over to YouTube, type in French and Saunders Merchant Ivory, <laughs> and just see some of the shit that they have fucked up with. <laughs> some of the funniest Merchant Ivory jokes on French and Saunders. <laughs> Please go check that out. They yeah. must have seen the remains of the day. Oh, they've seen all of them. And actually, you know, Emma Thompson, Emma, Emma Thompson is a really good friend of theirs because 
they used to do comedy together back in the early 80s. If so, only somebody had allowed Emma Thompson to do comedy in this movie. Well, that's... <laughs> she tried. Uh, she, she tried. I gotta say, I mean, there's a scene in this movie that is, that, like, one scene I took note of that was very, very good in terms of, like, the I, what I assume is the theme here, um, which is, a there's a scene where uh, uh, Anthony Hopkins, what's his name? What's his uh, name? Stevens. Stevens. How could you forget that? Stevens Jr.? A Stevens. thousand times. <laughs> We've said it so many times. <laughs> Stevens. Uh, Stevens is uh, serving at a at a private party for his, his that Mr. Darlington is throwing, and one of his one of Darlington's jerk friends is like, uh, "Do you have any opinions on this question? Uh, the gold standard versus the non gold standard?" <laughs> it's not my place to have an opinion. So. <laughs> I can't help you with this. I'm sorry. So yeah, and his his whole but, thing through the movie is that he 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 will act like he didn't recall the conversation because he was very busy butlering. Yeah, but he butling. Sorry, but he feels guilty because he remembers all of it. Right. Um, <laughs> but that's a good scene because it's illustrating that why these you know rich people feel that they're so much more better than everybody else and should be in charge of everything. Right. Like because these these uh, lower class people don't have opinions. They don't have. Uh, thoughts and and they cannot uh, make up any mind for themselves so we the the very rich and important have to d- make these decisions for those poor losers see it's that's that's real like, that's, <laughs> that's america today you know what well, i mean that's like one good scene though. <laughs> yeah. okay can we just say and, and i'm gonna point this out hugh grant is in this movie thank yeah. fucking god hugh grant is in this movie because for this, that for that whole conversation about the birds just, and the shrubs which None of us understand what the fuck that was about. Was that code? Was it a conversation in code? It could be, I, I guess. Maybe we were laughing at the previous scene and missed what the code was supposed to be. Because, yeah, the guy, this guy oozes charisma. Like, it's just, like, it's it's spilling out of his face. And we finally get one really good scene where he's basically saying, you know, my, my godfather, Darlington, is uh, being a fucking tool. And they're going to use him, and then he's going to lose his fortune, and everything's going to go away. And his butler, Stevens, is just like, um, I'm, 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 I trust my master to make the best best choice. <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> Excuse me, now I have to count matches. <laughs> it's just, oh, and and finally somebody raises their voice in this movie, like, I think I turned it up at least six or seven times. I'm like, are they talking or are we just breathing through this scene? I don't know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Did you at least learn how far away from the edge of the table the, the cutlery must be? It's eight inches. The cup. Eight inches. eight inches. It has to be eight inches from the side of the table. <laughs> That's what he said. No! <laughs> what? What? They were measuring those with Anthony Hopkins' cock, yes. Oh, God! (laughs) I didn't deserve that. (laughs) That would have been interesting, at least. (laughs) We were watching a porno. (laughs) Yes, that would have been very interesting. Anybody's business, though. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, Your favorite scene? The... <laughs> oh, I, you don't have one. I don't. I don't. I 
the movie, I guess, is about. It, there's other movies that are similar to this that are about you know the the mundane nature of evil. How evil can be just so you know, evil can be boring. Yeah, like Darlington, <laughs> who decides to casually be evil by collaborating with the Nazis. How did maybe even still do Boris Johnson? How do British men? How uh, they, they speak so calmly. <laughs> When they're so evil, like they're just <laughs> bubbling with evil, it's like you know you you care when you about have them. The, when you have that level of a superiority complex, you you just don't you know, uh, you, you don't feel anything about uh, about being just cruel to other people. <laughs> it's like the it's like have you ever watched one of those uh, Tory politicians talk about getting rid of the uh, NHS. The, the NHS? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like <laughs> the the, the casual cruelty of like. Yeah. Uh, the poor can pay for their own fucking hospital stay. See, that's why they like somebody like Donald Trump, because it's just like, you know, kill the poor. <laughs> fuck them. But after they vote for you. After, the, yeah. after you convince them to vote for you. Make, get the stupidest people and have them vote for you. Uh, <laughs> no offense. Oh, wait, all offense, actually. All offense. How do you do that? How do, you, how do we not in this country have and we're gonna we're gonna digress uh, a lot because this is a supremely boring movie. But how <laughs> how do you have a country like ours where like I saw this thing I saw this thing on TikTok where people were like telling this cancer patient that they're so excited to have them back at work, and it's like this person has cancer. Should they be at home like? Having cancer? Oh my like, god! No, <laughs> should we you don't, be home having don't... cancer? <laughs> should you just be home having cancer? <laughs> <laughs> should you just be at home, like dealing with your cancer? Well, no, no, we're we're at uh, we're at a fast food restaurant, and we've we've managed to uh, create a situation where it'll be easier for you for you to work while you have cancer. Oh, yeah, right. What the fuck? And this is a this is a feel good story, mind you, that we're talking about. This, this is an wonderful American story. Yeah, this is a wonderful feel good story where they've. You know, managed to set up a place for this woman to work in the, in the business while she has cancer because she's weak. She can't do everything she did before. You know, from that whole cancer thing that right. she has that may be ravaging her body. Yeah, but she it, at least she she's working. She can't afford to not work because then they'll take away her insurance. That is so fucked up. <laughs> that is so fucked up. Like, how are you voting for people that won't give you universal health care? I don't understand. <laughs> vote against your own interests is what we always say on this, on this podcast. <laughs> no, vote only for your own interests. No, like the, don't like vote for just it. Directly in just front go of to it. a NASCAR I'll... rally and fuck off. Because <laughs> you obviously don't care. So, I mean. <laughs> it's a feel-good story about, like, <laughs> I'm just they're going, no, this is not. <laughs> Okay, this woman should be at home, not having to worry about bills right. because she has fucking cancer. This is not a feel-good story. What are you talking about? I um, <laughs> I well, you know, we're we're constantly told that it would cost too much to take care of everybody that way, and yet here are other countries. Thriving, doing it, like, doing yeah. it everywhere. every every single day. They they they've broken up for for <laughs> hundreds of years, right. just not having a for profit healthcare system. Right. 
Weird how that works. I know, but we have. Know. Meanwhile, we have more billionaires per per square <laughs> acre than any other country in the world. Who could probably just go like, oh, oh, that, oh, uh, let me just take care of all the bills for cancer with this money <laughs> yes, I have in my wallet. Right. That I'd just be carrying around with me, <laughs> monocle in my eye, money bags in hand, <laughs> which is how we picture you people. Yeah. So. I mean, don't you think that Elon or, or Jeff Bezos just has that money that just they can just around. like, yeah. just like, uh, I'll cover all the cancer payments. You can just send everybody home. and Nope, because Jeff Bezos wants to go to the moon again. <laughs> and we're not going to take that away from little Jeffy. Because why not go to the moon again? That's what we need right now. We need to go to the moon. <laughs> this lady's slowly dying in the drive-thru nope, lane of moon. some fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking restaurant, but yeah, <laughs> totally. Let's go back to the moon, please. He's just—I mean, to me, it's like you—you you hear that story, and you know, like imagine somebody telling Jeff Bezos that story, and he's just like he's just cackling at it. He's like, "Well, I'm going wait, to the moon again." Wait, does she work for me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a ten cent raise. <laughs> We can't afford more than that this month. I'm going All to the right. moon again. All right, I'll cover her Prime subscription for six months. <laughs> she can have free shipping. <laughs> it's fine. God, people ask so much of me. <laughs> and he just wants to go to the moon. <laughs> Let me go to the moon. <laughs> Look. Take away all of the pee breaks from everybody in the Amazon system. I have to go to the moon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I they, hate these people so they, much. They brought bottles from home to pee in, didn't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some of them were sleeping underneath their desks. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, just, just take a nap because you, you're not going to get eight hours there because it's not productive. Meanwhile. There was, I watched this other other thing this was years ago where they're like talking about and, and admiring this japanese company that that uh they had this great idea and this actually isn't a bad idea they had these like sleeping tubes these little sleeping tubes that you could crawl into and take a nap during work but these guys were talking about it like you know if we did that people wouldn't have to go home they could just stay and Jesus work all day Christ. that is the most american thing you've ever told me <laughs> Wow. Meanwhile, in Japan, they're like doing this because it's efficient to have people who are well rested, you know, stop work for a little bit, go take a nap, come back, finish your day. Great idea. Go on home. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Great idea. Except when I'm, I'm an American gets <laughs> their hands on it and they're like, wait, we can fuck this up. Hang on. <laughs> we got it. We, we got, got this. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up less. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> uh, but. But uh, England doesn't produce like hundred thousand dollar level jobs for insurance people. I don't understand why you wouldn't want that. I know <laughs> <laughs> you needed you need insurance bureaucrats to look at every single line and tell somebody with cancer that they don't have the proper insurance God. and that they have to go to a different doctor. And then you then you're sitting there with cancer, crying, saying, "What do I do?" And then you have somebody says. I'm so sorry. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Did you smoke 20 yeah. years ago? You know, you probably yeah. got into the situation because That's, it was your yeah, fault, right? It's totally your fault. You're you can't a cover you're, that. You're a little overweight, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, take some personal responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Fuck I'm, you. But I'm, I'm, I'm dying. <laughs> well, 
Well, whose fault is that? We all got to do it sometime, you know. It's just in America, we like to, Here's you know, hurry it up a bit. It'll probably be cheaper for you. Oh my god! <laughs> it's true. You know, your family really wants to take on all of your bills. Uh, oh yeah. So if you could just go ahead and die. <laughs> they can get all that all those things paid off for you. We can make sure to cripple your children with debt as well. Right. <laughs> God, we are dark. We are dark today. Well, this was a this is a dark movie. It's a very dark fucking movie. You're right. It's grim. What is the life here? Well, I think we could have told from the movie poster that it wasn't going to be a lighthearted romp. <laughs> you know, we're not going to be. Rolling in the aisles. Woo! <laughs> Remains of the day. That's a party film. Super bad. Knocked up. Remains of the day. Uh, kid and play. In, <laughs> in the Remains of the day. I would watch that. <laughs> Queen Latifah in the, in the Emma Thompson role. Oh my god! Okay, I would watch that. I would watch that. Is kid or play playing Stevens? <laughs> <laughs> I think play I think has play. more of a Stevens manner. It does. And, you know, we're gonna put Kid can play Lord, Lord, Lord Darlington. Oh, <laughs> would we put him in that role or we put him in the Hugh Grant role? I think it'd be better as That's that That's too one. small a role for him. He's That's Kid true. from Kid and Play. He's the one with the hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got to be Darlington. <laughs> <laughs> there. There, er, Merchant, Merchant Ivory. Ivory, we fixed your fucking movie. <laughs> Next time, call us before you make another piece of shit. Well, we, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. <laughs> We're going to add Kid and Play, Queen Latifah, and a little dog. We're changing the name of the podcast to We Fixed Your Movie. <laughs> Next time, don't screw it up. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. Yeah, a small role for Dougie Doug. <laughs> Can Martin Lawrence be in it somewhere, too? You can play Ben Chaplin's role. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> I would watch that movie. I would buy that movie. Because <laughs> you know it's going to be infinitely better than whatever I'm, the fuck this was. I mean, <laughs> we're, our souls are so tired after this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who would make a great uh, Cardinal, uh, Hugh Grant's role? Mm. Dwayne Wayne. Kadeem <laughs> Hardison? Dude, do you fucking know what he's doing now? Oh, no idea. He, oh my god, he's got one of the coolest fucking collection of toys. I'm not shitting you. Really? Um, from like hot toys and all that kind of stuff. Like, I watched him unbox. He does like unboxings and shit. This collection, he's super into like the Marvel universe and that kind of thing. Pretty much into pretty, he's into a lot of fandoms. But he's doing some really cool fucking shit out there. It's like, I would love to see him on the screen again. I love, wow. love Kadeem Hardison. I haven't, I don't think I've seen him since uh, Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> Remember Vampire oh, Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible. He's still Dwayne Wayne, though. We're on a we're on a tangent here and yeah. uh I I've gotten into watching um Roger Ebert mm-hmm. and Gene Siskel again on YouTube because like all of their episodes are just there. Not in great quality, but they're all there. But right. specifically I've been watching their worst of the year movies. Ooh. Like like the worst of every year, like the worst of nineteen ninety three, where they mention like uh many of the movies that we've watched on this show. <laughs> are, are there ones that they but they did like Fatal Instinct. Fatal Instinct was like worst of the year for them. Are you and I'm serious? Like, You're out of your mind. You're that movie is awesome. <laughs> Fatal Instinct and Robin Hood Men in Tights are great. I just told somebody at work about Fatal Instinct. I mean, you have to see it. If you liked 
comedy, like the, those kinds of comedy from back in, in the 90s. You have to watch it like, I think I saw that one in the theater, and I don't remember No one saw Fatalistic no one, no in the one, theater. No, you <laughs> Fuck you. You didn't. <laughs> But yeah, it's very. They uh, they mentioned uh, Vampire in Brooklyn on their worst of that year that that came out, uh, and you get to see a little bit of Kendim Hardison in the in the clips in there. But Aww. you know, it's funny. Like in the nineties, like Robin Williams was on the worst list like every year. Was he really <laughs> every year? Like Patch Adams, oh. Flubber, uh, Father's Day, uh... fucking Flubber. <laughs> I, I, I still have friends to this day. They're like, oh, dude, remember Flubber? Wasn't that awesome? I'm like, no, that was a fucking terrible you do movie. do not. I do. That's, no. I have three, no one, three no. or four friends that still love Flubber. Oh, my God. It, it's still in their collection. They're like, oh, man, my mom and I used to sit around and watch Flubber. I'm like, no, no one no one did. No one did that. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't watch the Fred McMurray original? wasn't called Flubber, was it? <laughs> I don't remember. It was called the Nutty... Pro- no. No. That was Jerry Lewis. Yes. What, would they, what did they call yeah. Flubber back Don't in invoke the- Jerry Lewis on our fucking podcast. <laughs> okay, we already said the name twice. We'll stop Triggered? Saying- no, we're not saying the third Triggered time. Triggered liberal. Oh my god, I fucking hate him. I just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate Jerry Lewis. I hate him so much. I just what can't. about the Jerry Lewis telethon? Yep, he hate did that. He did a lot for a lot of people. Yeah, you know what he did? It terrified me as a little kid because I thought all men of a certain age sweat profusely. Uh, we're, we're drunk by seven p.m. Oh my god! Uh, well, yeah. I didn't help their father. Well, I mean, oh, you take it. <laughs> take it easy. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> Stop it! As I looked Damn down the floor. Stop it! <laughs> Next subject. <laughs> Do you know that in her career? Meryl Streep has been turned down for three roles that she wanted, and this is one of them. Remains of the day. Yeah, she wanted the Emma Thompson role, and they turned her down. I wonder what she would have or could have done with this role. I honestly do wonder that. I don't know. She loved it that much, though, when she read it, that she was like, please hire me, and they said no. I don't know what the other two roles were, but uh, that's just the IMDb trivia about it is that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, and I, you know, again, it's it's an inherently British film. Technically, you don't want an American, you know, in a lead role like that, especially with like you know, you got Emma Thompson. I mean, my God, Sense and Sensibility is one of the greatest movies of all time. She's one of the greatest actresses of all time. I, I think, I think if this movie would have been less beige, dour. Oh, so um, dour. Then I, I think perhaps we would have had something here, but we really misused Emma Thompson's talent in this movie. I, I mean, it just well, we, we didn't get to use any of it. You know? <laughs> She's barely on screen for the first half, <laughs> exactly. and then we're told in the second half that they're kind of told in the second half that there was like a torrid love affair happening. I guess right that was never ever happening at all. Or inferred, or or yeah, like didn't show up on screen. No. It, were, were we supposed to see them as people who were in love, who just like like a missed connection? Is that what we're supposed to see? <laughs> Me, short, fat, red hair, <laughs> fishing off the pier with no pants on. You, <laughs> tall, Irish, green eyes, 
on a TV show called Umbrella Academy. (laughs) (laughs) My phone number will be attached to this message (laughs) shortly. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I I don't think it was a misconnection. I think it was more um, a missed opportunity to make a good movie. (laughs) Um, I I, I don't know. You, you, you shared an interesting statistic during this movie that uh, Anthony Hopkins, when he makes this movie, is the same age that Paul Rudd is now. <laughs> and it just goes to show, like, what is it? What happened, boomers? Why do you look so old? What is going on with that? Like, did we, fa- did we like, what is, is it really? I have this theory and I know it's, it's insane. This is an insane theory. But did just getting rid of smoking in restaurants change the complexion <laughs> of humanity? Because now suddenly we're not looking like we're fucking 70 when we're like 50. I think because the boomers I, gave I think, up on themselves. I think they smoked so much <laughs> during during like the 40s and 50s. They smoked so much that by the time they reached the age of 50, mm-hmm. they were just so old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just like they aged themselves, just just pickling themselves in booze <laughs> and smoke it chain smoking. The the second we got rid of that, the an entire generation of people healed. <laughs> the only thing that gave them color in their face was the jaundice from the alcohol or the yellow pallor from the from the cigarettes. <laughs> That's how they got that glowy effect. (laughs) That is a a recipe for Boomer. (laughs) I I just want to clarify, Mom, if you're listening to this from heaven, I'm sorry. This is not about you. You always looked youthful and beautiful. (laughs) Just wanted to get that out there. Um, No, because if you you look at pictures like... We grew up at a restaurant and you walk through the... I have memories... (laughs) Of walking into the basement of the restaurant, and there's just this sea of smoke in the air. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a wonder well, I didn't have, have your... asthma as a kid. But yeah, I developed it. You as developed an adult. it later on. But you had to have your before dinner cigarette, <laughs> your <laughs> pause in the middle of the dinner, so you could have a quick cigarette, another bite of steak, after dinner cigarette, <laughs> and then a cigar, and then a cigar, <laughs> possibly some whiskey, and then you go home and beat your wife. So I mean, oh this my was, it God. was a different time. It was a different, different. time. <laughs> That'll age you as well. <laughs> Saying it's a different time. <laughs> that's that's me standing up for the boomers there. They didn't know. It's generational. <laughs> Remember when we were talking about Remains of the Day? <laughs> Why would we talk about that movie? <laughs> we just keep keep You're digressing. Boring. Oh my god. This movie sucks so much. <laughs> what was the point to any of this? World War II was a bad idea. Thank you. Yes. There it is. There it is. Yep. Hot take remains the day. <laughs> you know, if he hadn't gotten involved with the Nazis, he might still be a lord, Darlington. <laughs> womp womp. Now that would make the movie interesting. Give it some sound effects. Yeah. Like every time Anthony Hopkins takes a step, it makes a little fart noise. Yeah. It's an infinitely better movie already, just thinking about it. <laughs> just wank, 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 every time you watch. <laughs> Emma Thompson's going, ooh, Mr. Stevens. Mr. Stevens. <laughs> what if, what if, 
<laughs> what if Emma Thompson? We replaced the Emma Thompson of this movie with the Emma Thompson as Miss Trelawney. Oh my god, I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Because then we could remove uh, Trelawney notes, from Merchant the Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, make notes. Take notes. Remains of Trelawney. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that movie. Like I said, we're removing that character from the Harry Potter universe. You can't have her back. She's ours. So forgive me for uh, talking about somebody who who should not be named in any way because he's a terrible person. Right. But John Cleese, uh-huh. horrific human being that he is. He's not horrific, is he? He hates trans people. I don't think he said he hates trans people. He retweets J.K. Rowling. Oh, that's that's sad. Yeah, he's transphobe. Uh, so vote. fuck him. He can go fuck himself and die. But he was offered the role of Miss of James Stevens. Okay, no. He Although loved... that would have been funnier. And back <laughs> he then, loved the novel. Howery said he withdrew after Harold Pinter, who wrote the original screenplay, took the humor out and made it, in Cleese's words, relentlessly down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeremy Irons was considered, but uh, turned was turned away. And uh, Angelica Houston was up for the role that was played by Emma Thompson. Angelica Houston? Mm-hmm. Hey, we, again. She went off to make Adam's Family. Well, <laughs> and as much as I hated that movie, it probably would have been infinitely better than we're watching, watching that this. In a couple, we're watching Adam's Family Values in a couple oh, weeks. Oh, no. It's true. I gotta say, I, I watch. The, there's this woman on on YouTube that I watch. She does a re, she has a movie reaction channel, and she uh, was watching the Adams Family and watching her just simp on Angelica Houston the entire time, just be like, just totally like thirsty for Angelica Houston. It was so much fun to watch. Like she was so into her. Seriously? Oh yeah. She's really sexy in that movie. I mean, she is. Or say what you will about the Adams Family. I think she's sexy. Anyway, Angelica but... Houston is very sexy. In that one, try you, you can't say that after you see the witches, but you can say that after you see the, the witch. Oh, the witches! Ew, 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 ew. There's nothing but you, yeah. Again, digressing as we do because <laughs> we don't like talking about bad movies. Uh, this movie is so dull, it's just insanely dull. Remember Mr. Steven Sr.? <laughs> he was my favorite part of the movie. Uh, so Anthony Hopkins has, has his dad. Who's co- more like his brother. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was ageist. That was really ageist. I'm sorry. His dad is 105 years old. <laughs> just, his nose is running constantly. He's, uh, he's walking into doors. It, he's Literally. Got, he the only funny moment is when he does this big pratfall. <laughs> Or maybe he just fell down and hurt yeah, himself. I don't like know. <laughs> might might not have been an intentional comic feat, but I laughed. We all did. Sean. <laughs> I love watching people fall on their face. God, we're assholes. <laughs> remember when? Remember being in this country when? When you like? Is it still this way? Is breaking your hip still code for like? I'm going to die tomorrow. Oh my god. <laughs> I hope not. Oh, they put you down like a horse and shoot you in the head? Oh my god, no. Like, this is true. Like, when we were growing up, like, you would hear that someone had fallen and broken their hip. They'd be dead within two oh weeks. Oh my god, except for Soup, our <laughs> grandmother. She was just This fine. was not a survivable in- injury for most people. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. And you then in the they eight, didn't have like but, hip replacement. But back like then. in the eighteen hundreds, like if you broke your hip in the eighteen hundreds, they just leave you there. You just you're just I'm going to die where I fell now. <laughs> you can you can pour the leeches you can pour the leeches on me, but I'm just going to die here. It's fine. <laughs> I hope we all get a choice. <laughs> You know what? Nope. I think right here. I'm just gonna, just gonna <laughs> pop down and quick dive. No, we quick. can we can try and say, nope, nope. No. The, the the cure is worse than this because <laughs> <laughs> it was just a saw oh sawing God. off a portion of your hip without anesthesia. God, what is wrong with us? <laughs> We're all going to hell. Those 1800s, uh, 1800s true. medicine. You know, <laughs> just a rusty rusty saw and. Uh, some leeches. No gloves. <laughs> no washing your hands. You will contract diphtheria. <laughs> I was hearing the story of one of the presidents who got assassinated, like in the early 1900s, and and like the first thing the doctor does when he comes to the do- to help the president, who's still alive at this point. President is still alive. He's gotten a bullet in his chest, but he's still alive. First thing this guy does is just stick his finger, just <gasps> his bare finger, right in the guy's bullet wound to see if he can find the bullet. <laughs> Something like number five would do. <laughs> he he cut, it right, cut that tracker right out of his eye. <laughs> right out. Oh, I can't watch that. The, the president lived like another 19 days after that, but died of fucking gangrene because people just kept sticking their fingers in the fucking wound. Could you please refrain from sticking your finger in my hole? <laughs> Not that one. Little lower, lower. So there was this doctor. This is all. Is the dollop is the best podcast out there? And yeah, they I love tell the these stories all the time. Yeah. The guy who first suggested washing your hands before surgery was like treated like a fucking maniac. Like, what kind? Wash my hands, sir. What are you talking about? They made a joke about that in Good Omens in the second season. <laughs> Where they were, they were actually going to talk to this person. Like, he's trying to get fresh bodies that die, you know, and and so he can basically dissect them. And that was the whole thing. Where it's like Curly actually looks at him. He goes, or was it Zerafel that said, "Um, uh, you may want to start washing your hands before you." Sorry, <laughs> it's going to become really popular one day. <laughs> I love that line. Every time I hear it, it cracks me up. <laughs> Because it wasn't a popular thing. He's like, why like, wouldn't that be popular? They didn't, they didn't know about infection. They had no idea about infection yet. God, imagine like looking down at your hands and then they just had to like... kill like thousands of people before they realized, like, oh, that guy was right. Oh no, <laughs> thousands of people died from just unsanitary conditions. God, my mind went right to the fucking gutter. <laughs> just thinking, like. Don't stick your fingers in any hole <laughs> if you're not going to wash your hands first, because you you will get a UTI. And maybe that's not what they were called back then, and you probably died from them back Do then. Do you even want to imagine what that type of care was like in the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why are we horrible? <laughs> 1800s gynecologist. Was that an SNL sketch? <laughs> Should have been if it wasn't. Steve Martin plays it. <laughs> he actually did play a a, a bloodletting doctor on there. All right, bend over. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god. I 
I'm so, you know, like I, I'm one of those idiots that believes in reincarnation. So I'm pretty sure I lived through the, some of those things. Yeah. But uh, I say that very matter-of-factly. I'm not crazy. Um, but I, I'm so glad that we're alive now. You know. Oh where... God, I would not. I would not have lasted <laughs> back mean... then. There's no way. I'm too. Uh, the coming apocalypse. Like I need to be gone before that. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I don't want to live in a world where a VCR never exists. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Oh it's my god! Because like it's weird. Because like MJ did come, in, does live in a world where VCRs, don't work. but but they're, <laughs> they're obsolete. You don't understand. I knew about them though. I've seen the relics. I'm saying that you basically said that there's like 20 years, a good 20 years where the world was okay. Yeah, <laughs> for me at least. <laughs> I don't give a shit about now we're in that second. Experience. We're in that second apocalypse. <laughs> Coming November 2024, <laughs> Apocalypse 2, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I ne- everything needs an electric boogaloo after you say number two. I mean, if you're going to elect him again, you know, <laughs> I, it's over. I, well, it's over. It's done. I, yeah. I've already, I've decided it's like I'm leaving everything in my house. <laughs> I'm just going to walk up to my car and drive I'm somewhere. Gonna... I'm just going to drive probably north. I mean, Jules I'm going Winfield. To That's where we're going. I mean, I'm going to walk the earth. <laughs> just, just to get in my car and then just <laughs> pull it in down on the river and just go forth and see if it'll float <laughs> like an Oregon trail, you know, just see, see get the car to float. Amy has died of diphtheria. <laughs> and snake bite. Gosh, she, that's so much. How'd she get into so much trouble? <laughs> This is a game we played as children. It was just like you would just like name characters after your closest friends and then watch them die. Watch them die. You're like, oh, I get to name all all six of my children, and all six of them died when I tried to float my buggy or whatever the fuck it was. Hey Brian, you died in my Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> you had fucking diphtheria. You remember because you put your friends' names in there too. It's like, hey dude, you just fucking died of snake bite. <laughs> We lost you... seven pounds of bacon yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a kid I, again. Is it, it's worse that that people who grew up with like Grand Theft Auto, though, right? Like that's worse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes I get really, uh, I don't know, what's the word? Uh, lamenting about killing hookers. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, when I have to get that out of my system. Sex workers. (laughs) Thank you. Sex work is work. And I say that not as a joke. I absolutely 100% agree. But I always like the term hooker. (laughs) Because it cracks me. I was like, how'd how'd you get him? Well, I hooked him. Uh, Obviously. And she doesn't have a hand. She has a hook. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why she refuses to go by sex worker. Because she's literally called the hooker. <laughs> Coming my, to CBS. Oh, Merchant Ivory, dude! <laughs> yeah, I got a film for you. <laughs> Females, uh, female sex workers, uh, silver super t- serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Kills people with a hook and refuses to call herself a sex worker because she is a hooker. She's a hooker. She's literally, <laughs> she literally has a, a hook <laughs> that she uses to kill Johns. One of the greatest ideas I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> There is, MJ, there was a trope, uh, and 
I don't think it is one now. I think we've kind of retired it as a trope. But it was called The Hooker with a Heart of Gold. Oh, I love that. I've heard of that. You've heard of that? Yeah. I was that. <laughs> was that based off of... With your <laughs> you bet I did. Was that based off of Pretty Woman? Was she the hooker I, with a heart of gold? You know what? I think... I think it or was, was that a trope? Was there... Is it possible that was a trope before that? Because it doesn't seem like there would be an inspiration for it before that. I. It really does feel like Pretty Woman was probably the... The first hooker yeah. with a heart of gold. She really did have a heart of gold. <laughs> she really did. She did. Um, yeah, and then after that, like, you got, like, milk money and shit. Like, wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Millie Griffith a hooker in that movie? Wasn't she? MJ, so milk money is a movie <laughs> where a group of eight-year-olds travel to New York City <laughs> to, to try and see boobs. And they hire a sex worker played by Melanie Griffith, and they bring her home. Yes, and she lives in a treehouse. Yeah, and then oh, they try. No. Then they hook her up with his dad, oh. one of the kids' dads. So, it, but she really did. Wow. Her heart was actually made of real gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not the, it's like a baboon heart all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I she does have an untamed heart. <laughs> oh no, no. She has an untamed heart for the remains of the day. Hey, you said it. That, that was the last one. <laughs> Your privileges have been revoked. You are no longer allowed to I say. Just say to Amy, anything. we're waiting to start. Like, Amy, you're going. You, we need to start now before the end of the remains of the day. <laughs> Can we get this done before the remains of the day? I was waiting for them to say the title. Like, I, I wanted, I wanted to laugh so hard if somebody said the remains. Then, of the then day. we could all scream. They, they said the they thing. Said it. <laughs> they said the thing. <laughs> So what we do anytime we hear the title of a movie in the movie, it's like they said the they thing. Said the thing. They we turn it. into the Leonardo DiCaprio meme. Oh my! God. <laughs> That's a great one. Between that one and him laughing, I lo- I love those memes so much. Oh, the Django Unchained. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites. God damn it, that's funny. Yeah. So. Duh. <sighs> uh. I I almost feel like we need. Another nap after the movie? <laughs> yeah, I, mean. I feel like that's acceptable. Okay. Hugh Grant says this is the best movie he's ever made. No, sir. <laughs> you would be wrong. Between this and uh, the man who went up the mountain and came down nope, a mountain. He went up a hill, came down that a mountain. One, horrible film. <laughs> this one, right behind it. Uh, what about Nine Months? Nine Months. With Julianne Moore. Oh, I, I vaguely recall that movie. Yeah. What about Mickey Blue Eyes? Oh, fuck Mickey Blue <laughs> Eyes. That, that movie sucks. Um, okay, I'll, I'll tell you. My favorite is Four Weddings and a Funeral. Oh. I love that movie. I love him in that movie. Did you see the terrible fucking movie he made with Sarah Jessica Parker? Is that the Morgans one? Yeah. No, I refuse to terrible watch Terrible fucking like that. awful movie. The sad awful. thing is, I don't think I've watched anything from Hugh Grant Kind of after about a boy because that's that's my all time favorite Hugh Grant. Movie. Yeah, that that is his best work. Yeah, and and um, well, and then you got Incense and Sensibility, which again I love him in that movie. A lot of that kind of stuff I I thoroughly enjoyed. Notting Hill, I still fucking love. It was such a sweet little movie. Yeah, he's he's doing amazing work right now. He's doing fantastic he's doing, work. He's now. doing so great right now with what he did. Love it. He was so great in that uh, Jason Statham movie, uh, Rudy Garrow. He was so funny in that. And Dungeons and Dragons, 
he is hysterical I have got to in see Dungeons that. and Dragons. I have to see that too. I highly, highly recommend that film. Okay. Uh, it's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> well, and then like his, um, like his streaming, like the shows that he's been in, been a part of, he's been fantastic in those. There's this, this moment where he's like, he's going to have Chris Pine put to death, and he goes, I, I don't want to see you die, so I'm going to leave the room. <laughs> All right, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Where's that streaming? I don't know. I need to find out. I don't know. It's terrific. I love that movie. I can't wait. Yeah, and I think he looks interesting as an Oompa Loompa in the new uh, Wonka movie. God, there's there's so much um, chatter about that film. Yeah, and is it good or bad? It's not good. No. Yeah, and they're not like every no because people are just like you know I don't think that Timothy Chalamet knows what he's he's doing. Um, it looks like he's world. having a lot of fun in the trailer. I thought so too. I thought it looked really kind of whimsical, which is you know. But I mean, for me, for my money, it's always going to be Gene Wilder. Now, having said that, if he's playing it like he's the younger, like the younger Gene Wilder, and basing it off of that, I would like that. But if you're you know playing the younger Johnny Depp, let's say, I don't give a shit because I fucking hated that Willy Wonka movie. I thought it was terrible. So here's a statistic for you. Yeah. Peter Vaughn, who plays uh, Steven Sr., <laughs> yeah. he's 14 years older than Anthony Hopkins. But that's his daddy. <laughs> that man was no less than 95 years old. I'm telling you. There's no, I'm sorry. That's why I said it looked like his they, brother. <laughs> right? But that would put him at 68 years old when he made this movie. Oh, my God. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Oh, he yeah. was 100 in this film. <laughs> Five years old. This movie. <laughs> oh my god, he looks great for a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> this was. I don't believe this. This can't be true because a magazine cannot call themselves Entertainment Weekly and call this one of the fifty greatest independent movies independent movies ever made. I want to know um, what is entertaining <laughs> about this film. I want to know too. It's got. Amazing production design. Like, they did all okay. of the production design. Like, I don't watch a movie for production. production. I, I watch it for a story. But, I mean, the, those sets were opulent. They were gorgeous. They were, they were sure. incredibly well put together. Right. Um, I don't fucking care. <laughs> the elements that made up the movie were good, but they didn't have any plot. Well, again, yeah, you got the elements that make up a great film. You've got great actors that can make up a great film. Where the fuck is a great film? <laughs> <laughs> Vanished. Let's make a movie yes. about Nazi conspirators, but make it about the butler. <laughs> what? No. What? That the interesting shit is happening in the other nope, room. The nope. butler. No. No. We're gonna watch him uh, measure. Rich we're gonna watch him measure life. how far the cup is from the side of the table, and uh, he's gonna have a romance that he never talks about right. with the the head maid. That is basically them having a cup of coffee at the end of the night and talking about work. Yeah. The most romantic thing you can do in your life oh. is sit down at the end of a day with your coworker and have a conversation about what you're going to do the next day. <laughs> you know, we're done with work today. Can we talk about work for a bit? <laughs> uh, I thought we didn't get enough work at work. Uh, Mr. Stevens, I'm tired. Do you oh, feel... well, then fine. We're never doing this again. <laughs> like, way overreaction. Calm down. He showed some emotion. It was you, weird. You, she was ending their romantic association oh in that God. moment. In Don't that, you understand? In that, moment, 
in that moment, moment right, she right. was yeah, that, that not. That was the romantic association. <laughs> that was work. It was just work. What? That's how he fell in love with her. She keeps an orderly house. Right. That's that's the thing that he loves more about her than anything. She keeps an orderly house. This is why I'll never find love if men. Think that's like how he that. talked about her vagina. Uh, <laughs> she's a good housekeeper, if you know what I mean. She keeps a box clean. (laughs) (laughs) What if it was all code for sex shit? Just just a weird crate. Eating tea is actually, drinking tea is actually something entirely different. I could have told you that. Madam, would you like to share tea? Tea, sir? I'm not your whore. <laughs> he asked me for tea. What should I do? You don't give away your your tea. <laughs> not unless he pays. And then it's not giving it away. You do not give tea to gentlemen callers. <laughs> I gave him a good tea. <laughs> I know we're using it wrong, uh, but it's fine. Gives it's fine. It, it makes you think that when they talked about Mr. Stevens Sr. leaving too much, uh, too much unpolished, what he left on the, <laughs> what he left, on the, what did he leave on the teacup? I don't. I was I was too upset by what he's serving, <laughs> and that drop from his nose comes out. I'm like, uh, God, stop it! He was sweating. Okay, I'm sorry, it, it looked like he was having allergies because <laughs> that did not look like sweat to me. <laughs> well, you would have you would have seen it. Well, if you're 105 years old and you're carrying two pounds of fucking sterling silver, ten pounds of sterling silver filled with fucking tea, yeah. You know, if you're 90, if you're 105 years old trying to carry that, you're going to sweat a little bit. You know what? People don't work these days. People need to get <laughs> off their fucking ass and work. <laughs> You're 105 years old? Get your ass to Hardee's. Get your ass to Hardee's. Get your ass to be a Walmart greeter, you fucking lazy ass motherfucker. Oh, these lazy fucks. These lazy fucks. Lazy 90-year-old fucks just laying around <laughs> doing Ooh, nothing all day. Oh, I'm blind now. Oh, uh, I can't drive a car now. Oh, my legs and arms hurt. Oh, uh. arthritis. <laughs> you know, I've got arthritis. That I'm a- Amazon package is not going to mail itself. <laughs> Retirement plan. <laughs> you die while you work. <laughs> he lived like he died, <laughs> depressed and poor. <laughs> see that because that's that's me. That's my life. But see, you could be one of the like ten people who like gets super rich and then gets to tell other people what to do. So oh. that's the American dream, right? Yeah. Is that that one of the rich people will pick you to be also rich? And then you can tell everybody else to go fuck themselves. Oh yeah, would, that would be awesome. That's how our that's our economic plan. I I don't know if you know this. That is the Republican economic platform. Oh, we just have. To... We might pick one of you to be rich. You might you might have a chance. It's possible. It might not come you to know. you until you're on your deathbed. <laughs> it's possible that under our system, you might become rich. Think about that. Vote for me. <laughs> You could win the rich person lottery, Aww. and then you get to look down on the peasants and not give them anything like I do. Aww. <laughs> goals. Hashtag goals. <laughs> Squad goals. Get me a rich white old man. 
that that was like was that the ancient was that the English way of doing things back in the day? Was, was like hashtag gold. You had to get you just look for an old white guy yeah. to marry. Well, I, you and can do that now. Would, then he would be obligated to take care of the rest of your family. Oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> and the family's horses. And if that didn't happen, then you became a servant. Oh. Uh. And I don't have a dowry either, guys. So like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. MJ, what is Amy's dowry? Uh, it's a can of pickles. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Somebody out there who's Irish and has green eyes is going to say, give me that girl. I'll take one, please. One Amy Cernan. Wait, where are the pickles? <laughs> You're here. I do want them. Your hands look a little empty. I was kind of told about these uh, pickles, pickles that were in a can, oddly enough. Uh. I, and I mean, if we lived in the time of the of the eighteen hundreds, England, I own you. Like I get to tell you who you get to be with. You're right. Oh, yeah. like, That's I, true because my parents are dead, so yeah. now it's, it's up to you. you oh I, no, it technically would be my father. Because he's the Wait, no, wouldn't it be Chuck? Oh it yeah, I guess I'm kind Chuck of property, is aren't I? Well, it would depend though because you guys have different dads, fathers. Yes. Oh yeah, you'd never meet. So I think you'd never that, know each other. Yeah, I think that it's a little you, bit. And different you'd be a bastard. <laughs> I already feel like Kevin's property he's invested a lot in me so I'm not going to say anything uh, but man life is hard <laughs> give me a couple of your chips now <laughs> that's your dowry <laughs> Kate sees barbecue chips somebody can somebody can marry me for some barbecue chips no we have somebody in mind <laughs> oh, yeah, your, your father is actually arranging something for you. <laughs> oh, God, that'd be terrible. Oh, my God. I do not want my father to No. Pick. No. Oh, my God. No. N none no of that. Thank you. No, thank <laughs> you. No, thank you. Self-determination? What's that? <laughs> my name's Amy, and I'm property. <laughs> Damn proud of it. <laughs> Hey, why not? I don't want to fucking do anything. <laughs> Make my decisions for me. Whatever, yeah. Marry that guy? Sure. What the, what the fuck ever. I don't, I don't care. Hey, you know who should have no sense of humor? Mike Nichols. Mike Nichols. <laughs> How the fuck do you have no sense of humor? Um, um, Richard he has, Curtis, he's not. <laughs> he's just no sense of fun. He's just telling you. It's like somebody t telling you a movie. Yeah, like, that's what this movie is. It's just a series of people telling you interesting things that have happened. Like World War Two is about to happen, and if we don't listen to, you know, Clark Kent over there, <laughs> Christopher yeah. Reeves is in the movie. Reeves, I yeah. feel like we could have just kept. Re I could. I feel like they could have just read letters to us the entire Aww. time, and it would have had the same effect. Basically, it's not that movie. What it's like. <laughs> just read letters. It's called Love Letters. Oh, it's on is, Broadway. That was a was that a pinter play? I don't know, maybe. Well, oh. their letters seemed more romantic this, this, than they ever did. That's so. true. This that's was, a good point. This screenplay was originally written by Pinter, so... Was it really? Yeah. No. He did the original screenplay. They didn't use it. Oh, I was going to say. They gave say. it to Ruth Prarajavala, who, who, who wrote the shitty screenplay. Oh. <laughs> that one that won all those awards. Right, that <laughs> shitty one. It did win awards. What were you people watching? <laughs> What were you watching? Were you watching the same movie we watched? Grant, 1993 is garbage. There's a, this is a flaming garbage fire of the it year. Is. It's true. But I would argue, and I know you'll disagree with this, and that's fine. 
I would argue Jurassic Park is a better movie than this. I would say that if you're going to have a cinematic achievement like a like that has lasted the ages, mm-hmm. fucking Jurassic Park deserved to be nominated for Best Picture. It's certainly louder than this movie. <laughs> um, I thought it was a little bit more interesting. At least there was something going on. There was a plot. Yeah. <laughs> dinosaurs eating people. Well, I mean, you got Jeff Goldblum in that movie. You know what I mean? He but could, he those dinosaurs looked incredible, did they not? They did. They did. For I just don't give a shit about that movie just because it just it's not it's it's like when, when I was a little kid and I would see you playing with G.I. Joe's and I'd steal like Lady J to have her play with my toys because she was a girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like I, I wanted to play with my little ponies. Like I was very gendered, misled, you know, as a as a kid. Still wearing pink to this Still day. Still wearing pink to this day. But like I say wearing blue. But but, <laughs> but like back then, like I Stuff like that never appealed to me because it just looked like a very brown, camouflagey kind of movie. And that's not my aesthetic, love. <laughs> you know, it's just not. So, I, I don't know. What is what is your aesthetic movie? Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fuck 3? no. <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> oh, no. MJ, um, do you have an aesthetic movie? Huh, I, I don't know that I do. Um... What about Supernatural? That's a, that's a TV <laughs> that's show. That's a TV show. Yeah, it um, is a TV show, but is that your is that your aesthetic? Um, maybe I could. I don't know. I feel like you're looking. At, your shirt looks like something that could fit in with the Winchesters. It definitely is. True. And me and my dad have matching ones of these, which doesn't help that fact. So. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> Nerd alert! My mother got me this for Christmas. Bless. And your dad the same one. Yes. <laughs> it, it should it have been monogrammed. A, it came as a shirt package. Like there was two shirts in it, and this was one. This was the outer shirt, and there was an inner shirt. Really? You have to wear them to family gatherings together. Uh, we, the same? we wore them to the first one. Oh my God. <laughs> Your mom needs to have one so you guys can have a family portrait together. <laughs> I want that for you. We've all got such short hair. We match. <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Sorry, that's. <laughs> oh my god oh my god yeah so uh go out and purchase remains of the day and then burn it in the your most backyard. exciting movie it's the fast <laughs> and the furious of 1993 congratulations you found it it's this one this movie is the the fast and the furious of 1993 goal unlocked now burn it burn it with fire I'm so sorry it's for so anybody boring. who loves this movie, but it's... Why? 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 What do you love about this? <laughs> this is so boring. Somebody... Oh, hey, I got a Robbie story for you guys. It's digression. <laughs> I, was oh, watching, I was watching an old interview with he and Rupert Grint, and he was talking about, like, they, they were asking uh, Rupert and Rob what their favorite movies were. Do you want to know what one of Rob's favorite movies was hmm. in his early 20s as this interview took place? Oh fucking demolition, man! <laughs> I lost my shit. I'm like, are you He's, fucking did, did kidding me? Did you fall me? out of love? <laughs> no, if anything, I fell further in love. When <laughs> I hated that movie, because I have to respect. Does, does he have a? Does he have choices. an opinion on the three seashells? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably why he likes it. Probably for that alone. That would make so much sense. Ah. <laughs> oh. See, you clamp, you, you use one as a clamp, <laughs> and then the other one, you, you scrape. Two clamp, one scrape. Murder, death, kill. Uh, Murder, death, kill. Uh, 
You're Murder, welcome. death, kill remains of the day, please. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. <laughs> Demolition what remains if, of the day. What if Sly Stallone was Stevens? Oh, God! <laughs> Sandra Bullock as Emma Thompson's character. Benjamin I, Bratt as uh, John, as uh, Hugh Grant's character. I hate this idea. <laughs> it's greenlit. Let's go. Wesley, Wesley Snipes as Darlington. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we fixed your movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I ask what we're watching next weekend? Uh, you can ask. I don't know if I'll tell you. But... I'd like to know. <laughs> so I could tell myself. Do we want to watch another Oscar movie? Fuck. <laughs> I asked. Don't, do not make it a Merch and Ivory film. <laughs> we're, we're watching Howard's End. Oh my god, no. <laughs> no more. No more Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> the door opens. Oh, it's you. <laughs> yes, it's me. <laughs> well, <clears throat> um... Yes. <laughs> Please leave. I'm sorting matches. <laughs> oh, well. Mm. Mm. There yeah. was this thing that happened <laughs> to other people, not us. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about it for mm. 10 minutes. Oh. But forget that you heard it. Right. <laughs> so he's supposed to be an unreliable narrator? I guess that was the deduction. Based yeah. off of what? Um, that... <laughs> Honestly, what evidence is there in the movie? Not the book. Fuck the book. Yeah. <laughs> what evidence? Okay. What evidence of the movie is supposed to tell us that he's an unreliable narrator? Because he lies. I guess. Yeah. He does. Does he lie? I mean, he yeah. lies about he not lies remembering about... these yeah. things. I guess. Like I guess. He, he, like he never heard the conversation that. about the Nazis. He never heard. He never even worked for Darlington. Like. You know, he didn't correct anybody when he was in that pub and say that he was actually a worker and not a uh, a gentleman, <laughs> which I love that. I'm sorry. I am not a gentleman. I am very aggressive. Very rough. Let me tell you about fucking gold standard versus the other type of economy. Okay. I'm going to step out of my bottling for a moment and let you know. That the gold standard was bullshit anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I like our show. I fixed the movie again. <laughs> because we don't have any standards. <laughs> That's the best thing about us. Your options for next week are uh, are uh, the movie Adam's Family Values. Okay. Or the horror film Man's Best Friend, starring Lance Henriksen as a man who has a murderous robot dog. <laughs> That's not fair. Um, yeah, I guess Adam's family. Yeah. I mean, as much as I like Lance Henriksen and robots and dogs mm -hmm. and murder, um, I think, yeah, I think Adam's family probably. Adam's that, family values is next. Featuring MC Hammer's hit. <laughs> the Adam's family. Oh my god, he did. Was that for number two? They yeah. do what they want to oh. do. Say what they want to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, gonna... why do I remember that? <laughs> oh, some things I really thought that I, I let go of because of trauma, but nope, that <laughs> one stays. MJ will show you the video before we watch the movie next week. That's right.
<laughs> you can be up to date on, on MC Hammer collabs. <laughs> Fuzzy's just going to keep staring at the PS or whatever the what thing is, is that you have. Why is that guy's pants so big? <laughs> hey, he was starting, they were starting to get a little smaller. You know, this was 93. Why, why was he wearing genie pants? I don't know. He was I don't wearing, know. Where's this giant parachute pants? They like just, they're, they're just like, they're huge. <laughs> he just, like he's flying. <laughs> oh, and actually, he went. To, he, this is where he, um, because he dropped MC. Remember, so he's just hammer. Is he just hammer? He's just hammer point? for this one. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Adam's groove. Oh, it's Adam's groove. That's this <laughs> one. Adam's groove. Adam's groove. Fuck yeah, dog. Oh my god. Does the hand the hand dances? Doesn't it? It does. In the in the totally in the video. Does. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, I think that was for the first Adam's family. I thought so. Darn it. Didn't didn't uh, the fat boys do? <laughs> let's let's find out here. I'm gonna find out. Adam's family soundtrack. Value Adam's family values soundtrack. Family We're talking about Adam's family two values soundtrack. Right. Uh, let's see. Was it the fat boys? Oh God, Shubber Ranks was on there. Uh, I don't see that. Charles and Eddie. Horse, Charles and Eddie. Um, H Town. Oh my God! They cover Isley Brothers. It's your thing. Makes sense. R Kelly. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh God! Wasn't he trapped in a closet? Why didn't uh. he let him out? Um. Oh, Brian McKnight is on there. PM okay. Dawn. PM Dawn. May you always drink bizarre. Oh, I love you, PM Dawn. Um, and a band called Portrait. Ooh, Fu- uh, Fush Nickens is on there too. Hmm. RuPaul. What you see is what I get. <laughs> Whatever it is. <laughs> is this the worst soundtrack ever? It also has the Adams Family Womp. Oh, so it was a... Uh, tag team. Tag team. Fucking okay, yeah. that was the that was the single. What a, wow. what a horrible, horrible soundtrack aside from Cam Don. What yeah. the fuck? I guess we're doing that next week. Uh, okay. Uh, Amy, this podcast is brought to you by... The Pontiac Fiero, the white people of cars. <laughs> Uh, the only car that can have a nervous breakdown. 